You are listening to The Modern Mormon, episode number five. Hey there, I'm Cami Satterly, and I'm The Modern Mormon. I'm an advanced certified life coach who's dropped the all-or-nothing approach to life and religion. I can't wait to show you how. I've got you, girl. Let's go. Hello, beautiful souls. Today on the podcast, I want to take a deep dive into a faith crisis. From my experience, my personal experience with working with active Latter-day Saint members, ex-members and inactive members, when circumstances and thoughts are broken down, a lot of times it is more of a belonging crisis in addition to a faith crisis, which can then turn into an actual identity crisis. Questioning our faith and then whether we actually belong in this church or not, if there's an actual place for us, and then questioning our entire upbringing and whether it was all just a sham or not can bring up these out-of-control feelings forming an actual crisis. A lot of times we do feel this way because our brain thinks it's an all-or-nothing type of thing. But when we can slow down and really feel our emotions, we can question our thoughts. I think we can make decisions that aren't just black and white. So that's what I want to talk about today, is that we don't have to throw away our entire belief system causing this crisis. And this is what I actually coach women on in my coaching program, and why I even decided to make this my niche was because I saw a need for this in the church. Whether you're active LDS, inactive, you're an ex-Mormon, whatever it is, you don't have to necessarily believe everything in order to be a member. Or if you have left the church, you don't have to drop everything after you leave. So growing up in California, I believe I was about six or seven years old. Um, It was testimony meeting at church, and this lady named Uli used to bear her testimony all the time. And it was very authentic and very much what she was struggling with or something to that nature. This particular Sunday, I remember her standing up and saying, I love the taste of beer. I can't stop drinking beer. I had a beer this morning. And then she proceeded to tell the entire audience that if they judge her, they're a bunch of hypocrites. Anyway, at the time, I thought it was hysterical. Like, I couldn't believe that she was actually doing that. I thought she was completely out of her mind. But as I got older, I realized how much I appreciated and truly loved Uli's testimony. She was saying, I'm struggling, but I'm here. I'm having a hard time with this, and I feel judged, but I'm still here. Which is exactly what Christ teaches, and the whole reason why we go to church in the first place— I think our culture in the LDS church has become this all or nothing, you have to be perfect. If you're not perfect, you have to hide it type of shame. We're all on this hamster wheel of constantly striving for perfection and then never getting it. As I got older, I used to say, the church is true in California because they were so real and so honest. And then I've never seen any other testimony or any other experience quite like that before, where they were truly authentic came to church and just bore it all to everyone. Like, this is me. I need help. Is there a place for me within this church? If Uli was in my ward today, she would probably be my best friend. I would have thanked her for her testimony, and I would have called her, and I would have been there for her. I would have told her she's killing it, and to focus on the things she does believe, not the things that she feels like she is failing at. As a society, I think we put a lot of information out there that life should just be happiness and rainbows all the time. We only see the good on social media, and then we look inward and question why our life, our relationships, and our overall well-being isn't as perfect. We're taught that people are toxic and to get rid of them. 
I can't tell you how many quotes I see about that. Cut them out of your life. We deserve instant gratification, and if that takes work or effort, then it's not worth it. If you play the game and lose, you still deserve a trophy, because negative emotion is just absolutely unacceptable. When it comes to the Church of Jesus Christ, or Christianity in general, I feel the more the world becomes all about, you do you, girl, no regrets, living my best life, all those type of sayings, all about feeling good. And if you don't feel happiness, well, you 100% deserve it. So mask your emotions and use external things to solve for your internal problems. Your kids are driving you nuts? Well, that shouldn't be happening, you poor mama. Pour that glass of wine and wind down. Your husband's not doing what husbands should do? Divorce him. You deserve better. You don't have the money? YOLO. Buy that outfit anyways. Don't like your job? Too hard? Quit. And last but not least, God's not answering your prayers the way you want him to? Cut ties. I mean, think about it. If he was, would you even question anything? I love this quote that says, Our love for God is not proven by how we feel his presence, but it is proven by how we deal with his perceived absence. I had to read that a couple of times to finally understand it a little bit, and it really hit home. When I was not an active member, in order to achieve that status, I had to justify it in my brain. I had to make it false in order to live this simpler life I craved. I was a young and a new mom. My husband was not a member. I was insecure, and my relationship was crumbling. My brain told me it was too hard. It was too much to attend church alone. And society told me everything in moderation was fine, that I was missing out. Oddly enough, the church was for people that had picture-perfect lives, not for sinners, not for broken families, not for young moms who got pregnant at 18, for sure. So through the years, every time I would feel that guilt or that drive or desire to go to church, I would spend massive amounts of time proving to my brain, no, that's a bad idea. You don't fit in there. You don't belong. A faith crisis does not feel good to the person going through it. In order to get rid of those negative emotions, we constantly have to be proving that it's wrong in our brain. So we take it a little further and a little further. I would talk badly about the church to the point where you would think that I was completely ex-Mormon. But then deep down, I would have these other beliefs going on in my brain that it was true. And I would just be a constant battle fighting back and forth. I find members of the church are becoming less and less satisfied with how things are because they see a possibility for more. They see more fun more perceived happiness. The world keeps changing, but the church, for the most part, stays the same. Which is super interesting because when my faith was super strong, this is something that I turned to. It was the constant of the church, never changing. When the outside world is moving too fast and seems too wrong, I loved the simplicity and the constant of the church. But when your thoughts get triggered by the possibility that it could be better without it, it starts your brain on this journey of proving that thought right. So then you start to question. You go down paths of church history, women and their importance in the church, the patriarchy, LGBTQ, and where is their place within the church, the word of wisdom, dress codes, policies. All of these can and will at some point be triggers in your brain where questions arise and we doubt. Why? Because we're human because it's hard to live the standards and teachings of the church in a world that could not be more opposite. I actually don't think this is a terrible thing when it happens either. For me, stepping away and observing the world, my life, and just all of the people around me, it's what got my brain rethinking about God and His plan for me. I never had a strong 
testimony. It was always going off of my parents and the people around me. When you're raised in it, it just is. I never questioned anything. I felt spiritual experiences, but I can't say that it was because of me personally and my life and the circumstances in my life. When you become an adult and life isn't the fairy tale cookie cutter, eternal family you had imagined, sometimes that expectation we had in our brain versus the reality of life is enough of a jolt that we lose all faith in everything. We question God, his hand in our life, because, well, look, my husband isn't that return missionary. I prepared for him. I made boxes in young women's all about what he would look like and be like. I kept the standards of the church just so I could have him someday, right? In fact, he's not even a Mormon. Or that returned missionary I married, made covenants, and has now left the church? Where are you, God? That wasn't supposed to happen. The church can't be true because I did everything I should have. And God promised me blessings. What the heck happened? Now, we don't necessarily say these exact words in our brain. It's really subtle. Your lower brain is super intelligent and knows exactly what to say to get you to stop going. Why? Because your lower brain doesn't like to work. It likes to keep you safe. It knows that if you stop with all the church stuff, you don't have to feel guilt. You don't have to feel any of these emotions that you think are being felt because of the church. And then there are those whose circumstances in life are pretty cookie cutter, meaning they've had struggles and trials, but life-altering faith questions and stuff has not really happened. I find they sort of have an unexamined faith. They've done all the right things without questioning or asking themselves why. They're basically just relying on, you know, obedience and faith. But at some point, when they look around them and they see everyone else is having a great time and they just are status quo, it becomes unsatisfying. And all that blind faith falls really quick. I've coached so many people on this that all of a sudden they're almost having just a life crisis in general and they think it's because of the church. I'm bored in my life. My marriage isn't that great. Any of those things can help add to this all of a sudden question of what in the hell am I doing? So there's a lot of different things that can trigger the beginning of a faith crisis. Once you start looking around and asking yourself, what am I doing in this church? You start intellectualizing things in the church. So start questioning things. This doesn't add up. That doesn't make sense. And you sort of feel a sense of betrayal. Like, I never knew this stuff. All of a sudden, I'm using this part of my brain and looking at it in a different perspective than I did as a child. What you're doing is trying to reorganize your brain with what you learned as a kid with your current thoughts. Do they add up? Do they work? What if it's all crap? And then you feel terrible. This is when I would actually label it a faith crisis. The hard part about this, at least for me, was the fact that I had no one to turn to. Members of the church would say, just read your scriptures, just pray, stay close to God. Or they would respond with um, things that were driven by fear because they know where this is going, right? This is terrifying. If somebody's questioning, you know exactly what they're doing. So for me, in my journey... I went from questioning things and quickly to, I don't belong here. When your life doesn't fit the stereotypical Mormon, it's easy to get wrapped up in the differences versus the similarities of yourself and the members of the church. How many of you know someone who's left due to someone within the church saying or doing something offensive? A bishop said this, acting inappropriate or did something terrible. A member who criticized, humiliated, or judged you. When you already feel out of place, you're hanging on by pins and needles. So your comments can 
send somebody completely over the edge. I know when my family moved from California to Idaho, my brother walked into seminary his freshman year and was greeted by a kid who said, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. Why don't you just leave? And he did. And he still hasn't come back to the LDS church. More than a faith crisis, we are having a belonging crisis. Church is a place for sinners. In our culture and generations of teaching to choose the right, we have shifted our focus from repent and do better. You're 100% worthy, always have been. This is part of your journey. We've shifted to striving for perfectionism, striving to just be obedient, but not questioning why. Our doors and our hearts need to be opened so much so that when, not if, someone is having a faith crisis, it does not become an added belonging crisis. This is why I became a life coach for these people. I wanted them to have a place, somewhere to go, someone to talk to. If you can have support during this time, it will help you stay focused on what you do know and what you do want to believe versus saying, I'm not like these people. I actually don't even want to be like these people. If I can't believe all of it, I'm going to believe none of it and drop it all. It's either all or nothing. During a faith crisis, we continue living, believing, and growing in our spiritual journey in a way that serves us. When we drop it all, not only is it a faith crisis, a belonging crisis, but now we've added in an identity crisis. Losing your faith, your support, and your identity can have you spiraling in your brain and lead to behaviors that could damage or possibly destroy your future and what you actually want. In the end, what it all comes down to is you and God. If you can just stick with that during these times of doubting, it truly will get you to consciously choose what you believe and why. You will build the most resilient faith if you come back from it. For me, this took years of observing, observing others, myself, and asking if it was all a coincidence. It took studying anti-Mormon literature, reading history, only to never feel good about not believing. My focus became on just God, and that small faith alone led me back into those chapel doors, which is so funny because I still don't feel like I belong. I still feel different than everybody when I sit there. I sit there alone every Sunday, and I don't feel like I fit in, but my focus is so much on just my relationship with my Heavenly Father that I do not even care about any of that. Each Sunday I go, and I wouldn't have it any other way, just sitting by myself. Whether I fit in with the culture, the people, whether my husband's sitting next to me or not, whatever the lesson is on, if it's something that doesn't even pertain to me, something I don't even believe in, it doesn't even matter. I have never felt more confident in my truths and my relationship with God. Now, if you are the spouse or um, a loved one of somebody going through a faith crisis, here's what I would suggest based off of what I could have used at that time. Don't be afraid to listen. Don't be afraid of hearing anti-Mormon stuff. I know a lot of us think if we hear it, if we read it, I think somewhere they said don't even look at it, but I disagree. I think it's not going to lead you astray. If you are strong in your beliefs, it will just make them stronger. And if you're not, it will make you question, which then again makes it stronger. Don't um, lead with fear. Lead with compassion and basically just love. Nothing but support. A faith crisis is not a debate, or it's not a what if, oh no, all the worries, or even your personal opinions. 
What you fear the most can be driven by a lack of belonging, so show them Christ's love. Be their safe place. Let them know that you're not going anywhere. This might not give them all the answers they need, but it will be peace. And to have peace during this time, during a crisis, that is everything. The world has changed so much, and I believe the church is in a bit of a transformation period. Suddenly, we can't just rely on our parents' and our grandparents' testimonies and just do what we were told. We have to truly know 100% for ourselves if it's right. And not just the church as a whole, but even every single belief within it. I love this because it's building some strong members with some serious faith. I know because I'm one of them. My beliefs aren't many. I basically really just have a strong belief in God and prayer right now. I don't care about all the other added stuff, but my future self does. I love the plan of salvation. I love the idea of it. I don't have a strong testimony of it, but knowing that my future self probably would like to go that direction, I stay. That's why I go. A lot of people ask me, you know, so are you Mormon now? Are you, you know, what are you doing? And that's just it. Yeah, I'm going to church and I'm building my faith. And yes, I was baptized Mormon and I consider myself Mormon now. Whatever they do with that information, whether they judge me, whatever, whatever they think about me is on them, not me. I truly don't even care. So I don't have this massive testimony of all the different parts of the church, but the ones that I do have are solid. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is for everyone. I'm proof of that. You belong no matter who you are, what you do, or what you don't do. The church needs you. They need your views and even your transformative beliefs, whatever those are. Those are built from your faith crisis. Even if they don't match up exactly with all the beliefs of the church, that's okay. We need to hear those views on Sunday. I need to hear those views. Those are your truths. And those truths can change so many people's lives. I know so many people say, well, I just don't believe it anymore, or I don't want to believe it. And that's fine too. But what do you want to believe? Because I promise you, if you drop it all, your life will just spiral out of control. Look at how does this serve me? How does believing contribute to my life in a positive way? And go that direction. Stick to the things you know. Don't look for evidence to what you don't know. Either way, there is always a place for you. You belong here. If you're ready to drop the all or nothing in your life, then I would be honored to be your life coach. Head over to themodernmormon.com to start your journey in becoming the confident, authentic, and best version of you.